you know, I didn't know about alopecia at the time when it came out and I saw a boss spot there, I was blaming the hairdresser, like, how you, you know, put a boss spot in my head, uh -uh, take it off my track. And I'm uh -uh. like, how in the hell? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, and yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I would lift my hair up here and had a huge boss spot here, and I, and I never thought my hair would be back here. Yo, what's good? What's poppin'? <laughs> what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. Mr. Cam Newton to some, Mr. Boogie to all. And I'm here only to give you good content for the masses and a promise to keep it funky for your asses. Mm. Today, we have a journalist. <laughs> Today, we have an award-winning mm -hmm. uh, uh, reporter. Mm -hmm. We have, even more importantly, a strong I-P-E-D-N-T-T-I-D-E-P. Girl, you know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> An independent woman. That's right. You feel me? Strong black queen mm. is in the, my presence, which makes it in our presence. We have Josina Anderson. Mm. Yes. <laughs> How you doing? Thank you for having me. Dang. I love your colorful outfit. Man, you know, I, this was really inspired mm. off you. Mm, really? Dig what I'm saying? What? Because... You, 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 you the soul sister mm. and been a soul sister for years. Mm. Uh, when I was doing my research on this with the help of my team, you were the first NFL female insider. So you're a trailblazer. Thank you. OG. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you get a lot of, a lot of, you only, I don't think you get your flowers while you doing can. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't for Josina, it would be a lot of you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know, the last time I saw you, we were in Paris. Mm. Yeah, we did uh, Fashion Week. And you, know, you were in your entire splendor there, doing you, doing you both of us, doing us always, wow. without fear. Yeah. <laughs> without right. fear, dressing, being our total selves. So we're in equal company. Yeah. <laughs> so right now where you are, I, I will be remiss if I did not give you or allow you to use my platform mm. to tell the people mm. um, what what do you have going on these days? Mm -hmm. So I'm currently at CBS. You know, okay. I was at ESPN for 10 years, uh, Showtime for a year before that, Fox for six years before that. So, you know, I've been in the game for a mm -hmm. long time, Cam, long time. And so, um, you know, I was out of the game for about a year, starting up my own thing while I was transitioning right. after you know, just processing everything that had gone on. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I had started my own podcast, Undefined with Josina Anderson. And then uh, Morris Chestnut was actually on that uh, podcast. And I had asked him to start up a show with me last year mm. called The Crew, which I had done with him, uh, Derek Augustine. So I don't know if you've seen um, Godfather Harlem. He's the one that played yeah. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And then we did it with Josh Norman and, of course, uh, Brian Erlacher. And this year we're back trying to elevate and evolve things, shooting it in person in Brooklyn. It's mm -hmm. me, Morris Chestnut, um, and Fred Smoot. So I'm doing that with CBS, still traveling, doing the games, right. and uh, still keeping it funky, right? Yeah, I swear. <laughs> now, listen, even, you know, obviously you got a lot going on. You've been in this industry, and I teased you prior to us, you know, cutting the, the red button on. It's just saying, like, you in my you in my territory right now. You know mm. what I'm saying? You playing in the weight game, but in, in, a, in a field that's so oh so familiar for you. Mm. Uh, I told you, and I will reiterate that I don't report to nobody. I don't like reporting to nobody. I never like reporting to nobody. Uh, mm. But I have always implemented structure in my life. Mm. You know, uh, you 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 shouldn't have the you know the say so to be able to speak on how I talk. 
-hmm. how I dress, mm -hmm. how I present myself, how I express myself. If it's not uh, condemning or affecting anybody in a negative way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really created Funky Friday because it allowed me to talk about things outside of football. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're playing, you know, in the NFL, which is the most polarizing sport mm -hmm. in America, which makes it the most polarizing sport mm -hmm. in the world, mm -hmm. you're boxed in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I took opportunities like Sunday morning to express myself, whether wearing a babushka, wearing <laughs> a flannel jacket, whether wearing some green shoes, just to express myself to just not verbally say it, but you know, artistically say it in a way like, man, I'm free. Like, mm -hmm. I really enjoy things outside of just calling, you know, twins right, key left, 695 flash, F-drag, sneak, alert, ex <laughs> you know, certain things. You dig what I'm saying? And a lot of, a lot of NFL players feel that way. Mm -hmm. There's more to us than just, you know, football, scoring touchdowns, celebrations. And yeah, that's a lot of us mm -hmm. but that's not all of us mm -hmm. and uh i wanted you to kind of come on to speak your truth about so many different things what you got mm -hmm. going on in your life mm -hmm. uh where are you going from here mm -hmm. how the fuck does mm -hmm. espn let such an amazing talent go mm -hmm. and a lot of when i when i was coming up with my questions mm -hmm. this is something that i thought about mm -hmm. being a female reporter mm -hmm. on top of being a minority reporter mm -hmm. it has a lot of similarities to football players mm -hmm. and i want to ask you because i feel like being a female reporter is a young woman's sport mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. nfl is a young man's sport mm -hmm. me sitting at my age i'm not i don't consider myself young i mean i don't consider myself old but at the end of the day you know you got 21s 20 year olds coming out faster than you are can whatever to what somebody else may deem. Mm -hmm. How do you feel coming from the reporter side when you see the landscape of women killing it, mm -hmm. but at, at the same time, you know, here you are been, you know, you have tenure, you have lineage mm -hmm. in building something mm -hmm. um, in that manner? Well, I mean, first of all, always respect everybody across the spectrum. Um, but, you know, even in being in this career, especially over my tenure currently and, you know, my last employer, it's always important for, for me, first and foremost, to let people see that I know what I'm talking about. Right. And when people ask me about my experience, you know, coming into the locker room, dealing with athletes like yourself for 20 years, yeah. that was always my way to set my stage for how I was going to be. If when you meet me and the first thing that you see is that I know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. everything is disarmed from there. Mm -hmm. So yes, just like you, I'm gonna come in fully in my splendor. Yeah. And it's not for TV, I've been like this since jump. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to uh, middle school and all that other stuff, I was voted dressed best, you know, excuse me, best dressed and all that other stuff. Um, and I've been like this for a while. I've been in the fashion. That's why me and you saw each other yeah, last in, in right. Paris because I'm I'm legitimately into that right. stuff. And yes, I want to be a journalist. Yes, I'm into building relationships. And yes, I'm into building contacts. 
But just like you, I have other things that I can do, and that's why I named my show Undefined, mm -hmm. and that was really important to me, you know, coming out of ESPN. But I guess, you know, for me, even when I see, like, some of the younger journalists coming up now, um, or even some of the ones that are left at the places that I no longer work, I do feel proud about some things. Like, so, for example, when I was working at my last place, you know, some of the things that I felt like were really important, just behind the scenes, and this is just off of the field, right. is that everybody get treated the same way behind the scenes. Right. And it could be something as simple as... You're saying they did or they did not? It was important to me that they did. Okay. So, and what I mean by that, it could be something as simple as the makeup room mm -hmm. or the green room. So if some of my other, uh, you know, Caucasian American um, colleagues can come into the green room or the makeup room and they can start with their hair wet and get their hair done and be ready to go on, let's say, Sports Center or whatever else, and not have to pay for their hair before they come to get their hair done, you know, I want to be able to have that same experience. Right. So, like, for example, I shouldn't have to uh, spend whatever amount of money to get my hair done in New York before I get my hair done before I come to work. Mm -hmm. Or, for example, you know, so I'm an insider, and obviously you have people that I respect very much, mm -hmm. um, Adam Schefter, Chris Mortensen, or what have you, that break news and are known for doing that on those platforms. But for me, uh, you know, I'm probably the next one to do it with that same frequency, right. right? So I'm going to notice when there is not the same attribution, for example, on the bottom line. So, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That I'm journalism, that yeah, journalism yeah, coming out. Yeah. But nuke this shit down for okay. me, please, because okay. I will yeah. put some water to yeah, it. Because yeah. um, I I'm hearing <laughs> you when when you say, and let's just keep yeah. it a buck. Yeah. If I'm a person, yeah. Let's say I'm a Caucasian. Mm -hmm. The attention to detail mm -hmm. isn't as strenuous. Mm -hmm. To some, mm -hmm. not all, mm -hmm. let's just say some, mm -hmm. and I have to be very mindful of saying this, of hair and texture and certain things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, Josina Anderson walks in there, Cam Newton walks in there, mm -hmm. and it's like, bro, if you're not used to cutting my hair, you can't cut my hair. Mm -hmm. If you're not used to doing my texture of hair, then it's going to cost a little more, mm -hmm. but that doesn't make, that expense is not something that you can just bypass because it has everything to do with my image. Or it doesn't make me extra right. because I'm asking. You know, I feel like, and this is just one example, obviously, obviously mm -hmm. there's many, but you know, the same way there are products to take care of, you know, whoever else's hair that's not like ours right. is the same way there should be for us. You know, and if, you know, uh, we have, uh, not to say it's exclusive to black women, but if right. I got a track or whatever, Correct. you know, it's not necessary that I'm saying, I, I need you to be able to do a weave before I go on. But if something is, you know, needs to be tighter, I do need you to have the string <laughs> to make sure it's not falling off <laughs> on the air. And I would say, you know, I'm proud of that because yes. I felt like that was something that I did speak up about, you know, when I was there, in right. addition to what I was just saying about everyone having the same, you know, um, uh, you know, recognition for the report that they would have on the bottom line so that when people watching the TV, it's not just saying reported by Adam Schefter or Adrian Woj, you know, or Woj, 
it would say, you know, Josine Anderson or whoever Correct. else. And so that's something that I do feel like uh, is an impact that I had. Now, when you watch, you not only see them, but you even see the regional reporters right. across, too. Right. So it's just, I mean, there's examples like that of, and, you know, for me, I always felt like a unicorn. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, and I, I think we are, you of know, course. kin in that way. Of course. I always felt like a unicorn. Just, you know, there, there was... You know, there are other people who obviously break news and do that, right? But as far as doing it as a black female, you know, consistently across 32 teams, consistently over 10, 15 years, you know, I felt like I was just in, in that box by myself as, as a black female doing it in that place. So that and in and of I, itself be, had it, its stuff. You know what I mean? Can I be honest? Yeah. You have other issues, too, mm -hmm. that you have to break mm -hmm. prior to... Um, so you can do your job. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with your talent. It has everything to do with like this, who I am, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. But I still have a job to do. Yes. And I say that because you play, you, your job requires you to be in the presence of masculine men. Yes. And you're a good looking woman. Thank you. Right? <laughs> no, let's just keep it a book, mm -hmm. right? And oftentimes, it may be easier to talk to an Adam Schefter. Mm -hmm. It may be easier to talk to a, another man. Mm -hmm. But when it's coming from a woman, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, man, I got all these distracting things mm -hmm. to some, mm -hmm. not to all. And mm -hmm. I'm, just, I'm just giving you, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it funky. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's not to say your word should ever be compared to this person or oh, he has more information than I have because mm -hmm. I have the same information, if not more information. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying where you are, you're fighting that hurdle, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God. And I was guilty, mm -hmm. you know, by making a public statement that, mm -hmm. you know, I have to be mindful of what I say and how I say it mm -hmm. because it can come off as insensitive. It can come off as sexist. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the, the, the truth is, as an attractive female, it's a gift in some industries, but in this industry, it could be a curse. Well, I feel like everything is all about how you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'm really mindful, especially as a black female, is like narratives. Mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, first of all, I, I remember one time I had to tell my boss there just to give him an idea sometimes how I feel. You know, I just said, uh, imagine walking into a workplace, you know, that's all black people and you're one of the few white people. Mm -hmm you know, or whoever else, you know, you know, type of ethnicity. Sometimes that's how we feel. And there are things that could be just as simple as me pulling up to the building and dealing with microaggressions from security and how I'm treated even before I walk in the mm. building, you know, in terms of extra checking me in my Uber and, you know, if I got my pet in my car and, and I can't do this or, or you, you know, you may, well. or, or you're delaying me just to like aggravate me well. because people don't necessarily check their biases or, or their, uh, you know, their perspectives before they come to work. Right. They carry that to work. Right. And if I come into a meeting, you know, I'm dealing with all of your, uh, you know, perceptions, Insecurities. Your, your, your thought processes of just me as a black woman right. when I just sit down in the meeting. And even before I say anything, I mean, I could be just defensive to you in just how, you know, how I just am. Or, or your Or your preconceptions, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or just me just speaking up, even though my volume might not be up. Right. Even though I might not be a, saying anything in an attacking right. way, it's already just perceived that right. way. Let me just give you one example. I remember when I did an interview with uh, OBJ and Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. 
just to give you one example, and there's a lot of them because I was there a long time in other places. But one of the things that I kept saying before that piece aired was that Lil Wayne can't just sit there and, you know, and have it air like that. You know, he also spoke up during the interview and he is knowledgeable about football. He's a Packers fan. And obviously, OBJ in that interview, he said a lot of impactful things about Eli Manning and all that stuff at the time. And, you know, at the time, I felt like they were just so focused on what OBJ was saying, and that was the juice of what have you. And they were going to literally air it, and I'm pretty sure it did air this way, if not just the minimal uh, stuff said from Lil Wayne, with him just sitting there. And I kept saying, and this was the night before the interview, I kept saying, people are going to watch this and be like, why is Wayne just sitting there? Oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, but here's the thing, like, you don't even have this interview without me bringing it here. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. They're not, nobody, they don't, y'all don't care about it being on the network, especially now. But but this is the, (laughs) this is the issue. Mm -hmm. And this is what stems racism. Mm -hmm. This is what stems hatred. Mm -hmm. This is really what stems sexism. Mm -hmm. Any type of prejudiceness. Mm -hmm. It's not that you don't care. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that you don't know. Mm -hmm. People don't know how much of an impact Lil Wayne Mm -hmm. is in the culture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you listen mm. to in a league that's dominated by more than I say 85% of the the men that mm-hmm. are playing in the NFL are black men, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If everybody <laughs> knows who Lil Wayne is, mm-hmm. I had a conversation I uh, I had a guest yesterday and mm-hmm. was t- speaking on like, man, why don't why don't everybody, you know, take the Lil Wayne approach and drop mixtape after mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. Mm. And it's like People in in high power, Mm -hmm. they don't feel like it's important because it's not important to you. Well, well, you know what? Before the game started, because I was doing that game from Pittsburgh, even though he was playing with the Giants at the time, and Mm -hmm. it was uh, Carolina. And um, and then it was like, I remember before the game, uh, somebody had said to me, oh, he's got 33 million followers on. And I'm like, yes. You know, like, it's not just he's Lil Wayne, but yes, he has a big following. It's like, oh, can you get him to da-da-da-da-da? But this was like, you know, an hour before the game. And, and, And the thing was, is that after it aired, just to wrap it up, is that... People were saying, obviously it was good, you know, it went all over the place, right. but they were like, why is he just sitting there? And I was like, but I said this right. and we were on a con and just to paint the picture a little bit more, you know, we were on a conference call where I was the only one, a part of the conference call that looked like me. Mm. And it's not to, and it's not to just immediately say that you can't understand me simply because you look different than me. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is sometimes, you know, you don't really understand the feeling yeah. of that, yeah. <laughs> of being that only representative of that only ilk in that conversation right. trying to speak up. And then instead of after the fact, well, Josina was right. Oh, well, Josina always got this to say. Josina this, right. that, and the third. And so you carry whatever negative connotation sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes that can be connected to a, a, a black female, specifically yeah. also if you speak a up, double minority. specifically if you dress you a certain like way, this, you specifically feel, if your nails certain. are done, Correct. specifically if you red lipstick or whatever. Like, when I walk on the field, yeah. it's already ugh. No, let's just, let's just, let's, <laughs> let's keep it, let's keep it funky. Yeah. White America, people who don't understand, can, can we show, can, can you show the camera your nails? <laughs> well, this is really tame. No, but I'm just saying. Typically, they're a lot of No, no, no. Bedazzled. Check this out. <laughs> that is what we appreciate that mm. in our culture as a man, mm-hmm. because my 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 
my rule is this. Mm -hmm. If one nail is broke, all of them are broke. Of course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course. And it's not, it's not to say that you get your nails done and you get them acrylic, you get a filling, you get this. It's like, I'm, I'm a sucker for natural beauty. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to wear lipstick, but mm -hmm. if you got your lipstick on, it better be put on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's not... It's not that your hair has to always be done. Yeah. It's just like, boom, putting your hair in a ponytail could be yeah. just as, as, as a turn on, yeah. you know, to a person who, who has their hair laid. Now, yeah. at the end of the day, I think the, the understanding of knowing what other people like is just as important as you knowing what you like. Mm. And I think that's the issue. Um, you know, where we are right now, and I think it really made sense for me when I saw the um, the documentary um, Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons, mm, mm -hmm. and here's a brand who accumulated so much wealth, mm -hmm. Lex Wessner, mm. and they talked about so many different you know disparaging things about you know obviously the Harvey Weinstein, the Epstein situation, and that's not what I'm trying to get at. What mm -hmm. I'm trying to get at is from the brand side, mm -hmm. how they were tone deaf mm -hmm. to understanding that, okay, what got us here isn't gonna take us there. Mm -hmm. Meaning, what got us to a multi-billion dollar entity mm -hmm. is not gonna keep us as a multi-billion. We gotta evolve. We gotta evolve. Yeah. They did not evolve. Yeah. And now when you see companies like Fenty, yeah. led by Rihanna, yeah. she's like, bro, I, I'm not just trying to appease to the Caucasian blue eyes, yeah. perfect, skinny, yeah. you know, petite body, yeah. with a little plump, not a lot of plump, but a little plump. <laughs> Although all, you know, raises on a little bit more, you know, these days. Come on. Artificial and, and natural. Synthetic yes. water oil. Yes, I, or, I, I, yeah. But with that, <laughs> for, coming from a man, I don't, me personally, I don't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, if you invest in yourself, yeah. then how, if you don't invest in yourself, I don't yeah. care if you're going to get an Equinox membership, an LA Fitness membership, uh, or, or just walking Dr. down the Simon street. Or seeing Dr. in Los Angeles. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> How you expect me to invest in you with your time? With yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm not judging. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, listen, for Victoria's Secret, they painted an image that was appeasing for a time. Mm -hmm. When people start realizing, like, listen, that don't, that's not me. Mm -hmm. I can't fit in a size two. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it's like, I can't fit in a size 30, bro. Like, and Abercrombie and Finch, like, that's not, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fit man that, Bro, I can't be 220 if I wanted to. I will kill myself. Well, I do feel like um, over time, you know, um, more women have been embracing, you know, self-love. Mm -hmm. um, you see more plus-size models em em embraced on the runway. Um, you see it in the music industry right. with people like Lizzo and what have you, um, fully embracing that on Instagram. Sometimes I feel like I see more people being either natural without makeup, whether it's Alicia Keys or just regular women being okay with showing their stretch marks and right. things like that. Right. But, you know, even one of the things I just wanted to say to you, just relative to what I feel like has been my experience, um, speaking of self-love over the last couple of years, is just I learned so much about stress management and, um, you know, just processing trauma, mm -hmm. you know, specifically even. Well, I mean, just, you know, you know, I'm not married, I don't have kids, and so my job was just really important to me, mm. you know, and I've always been like that. I mean, I've sacrificed, I've been on the road for 20 years covering these games, mm. 20 years, and I'm okay with that, like right. I'm good with that. We talked 
you know, the guys on my show always, you know, make fun of me for being a doggy mama. We can get into that or what have you. But what I'm really trying to get into, especially because you're talking about just impactful things and I want people to hear this, is that, you know, um, what I learned in that time was just about the effect of stress. And a lot of people don't know this, and I will talk about this on your show, is that when I when I left ESPN, and I know, I know Carlos was helping me here, you know, as, as a, a PR rep, but a lot of people don't know in the time that I left ESPN, like I lost 40% of my hair. Mm. And, um, and I went through alopecia. <laughs> and, I know what alopecia is. I had alopecia. And um, it's a direct correlation for people who don't know. It can spark a lot of things, but one of the main things yeah. is stress. Yes, it, yes, it can be. It can you can have onset of that, and so to lose, you know, my job and to have lost my hair at the same time. I remember a lot of people watch Fox and CBS. Uh, excuse me, uh, CBS with uh, James Brown mm -hmm. uh, in the mornings. And people also don't know that he's a minister. And there were just times that him and his wife were just on the phone with me where, like, I felt like for eight or nine months I couldn't stop crying when I got up. Mm. Not only was I dealing with the loss of my job, but I couldn't even look in the mirror. Like, I couldn't comb my hair. Mm. Um, and, and you don't really realize. And, and people, it's like, it's just hair but you don't really realize how much your hair is associated to your identity and how you feel just going out in the day, just if the wind is gonna blow your hair and, and is it gonna show. Like I had a, a bald spot that was the size of my hand here. Mm -hmm. I had one that was the size you know, of a orange in the back of my head here and the size of like a, a golf ball here. Right. And people didn't know because my natural hair um, is, is thick by itself, and right. I haven't had a perm for 10 years. So I would still wear it down on the air, and you wouldn't even know that I was right. covering up those spots. And even just being intimate with the man or what have you. I mean, I started to I started to feel and resolve within myself that I was just going to wear ponytails for the rest of my life. And so over that time, um, you know, I, I, I became so educated about Ayurveda and yoga and, you know, I, I, it's almost like I fell in love with the produce section in, in the grocery store. And now I'm so much more educated on just herbs and Eastern medicine and all the natural things that are already on this earth that can just heal your body without Western medicine. And I, I just and I just I just wanted to say that we don't when you when you're dealing with stress in your life, especially if you don't have an outward case like mine where it shows. Right you don't really realize how much that's just ravaging Inside. your body. And, and that's what stress does. Mm -hmm. and, and I just wanna say like, last year when all of a sudden, let me just say this real quick, I was walking, I had moved to a new place and I was walking into my bedroom and, and T.D. Jakes was on, <laughs> was on the, uh, YouTube. And I walked into my bedroom and T.D. Jakes said, and God said he was gonna give your hair back. And I had to like, and I was like, did he just say that? Yeah. And I was like, that couldn't have been. So I had to like rewind it back on the YouTube. Cause I was like, did I just hear what I heard? But what I didn't realize is there is a character in, in the Bible who had lost their hair and it came back. Mm -hmm. But literally as I walked in, that's what I heard. And like within three weeks, I mean, I, and I haven't showed these pictures, eventually I will or what have you. 
but my hair came back so quick. Mm. I mean, I'm just talking about two months. It just started like every, I never thought, I never thought it would come back. Right. And the point of that story is, is that as much as you can tell yourself that you are okay, your brain is so smart mm. to really realize when it's actually true. Mm. When you really reach the place of acceptance of your circumstance or just being at peace with something. And I really felt like at that point when I was willing to accept it and other things that had occurred and, and especially the loss of what I felt was so big to my identity and just almost maybe similar mm. to you with football or what have you or whatever else going on in your life is that that's when it that's when it came back and that to me that was like reflective of a lot of different things you know man listen <laughs> i was i was like stuck cuz i'm like <laughs> damn yeah but at the end of the day too mm. and you were speaking on your identity and internal acceptance mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to you it it may have been hair mm. to me it may be my size mm. to another person it may be you marriage, know, their husband, it's other my, things. My husband, my man, my my car, partner, my, my girl, my dog, <laughs> yeah, my and, yeah. and when you lose that, yes, it's like oh my goodness, now what, God? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, like where are you? What are you telling me? And then people, you know, start blaming God, and it's like, well, if you love me so much, why you do this? Why? And, why like, me? Why, like, and instead yeah. of saying why not me, mm -hmm. because more people identify with what you're going on mm -hmm. or what you got going on mm -hmm. more than you even know. Mm -hmm. So you even sharing that story mm -hmm. is going to make people say like, you know what, bro? I fuck with Josina. Mm -hmm. She ain't have to tell me that because I always looked at you, you know, mm -hmm. in a way where you want to you, you, you want to me, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You, you, you us. Yeah. You feel me? And when I was reaching out to you and I was like, man, bro, I want, I need Josina to come talk because I need a strong black woman. And I need a strong woman that can hold her on it. And let's have a real conversation mm -hmm. because I don't know what went down at ESPN. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't even care. And mm -hmm. what God has for you is even bigger than that. I, I, I claim that, mm -hmm. but we would have never been able to have this type of transcript mm. in in that field mm. you know what i'm saying and that's why i'm sitting up here telling like man look where i'm at in my life i'm so at peace mm. i'm so at peace because i really enjoy taking my kids to school mm. well you got a lot of kids no mm. listen i want more mm. <laughs> hear me <laughs> like this ain't this ain't that situation that mm -hmm. society has painted us to be like, oh man, we got all these damn kids. Like, no, these motherfucking kids got a hell of a damn daddy. Mm. And I'm glad that they give me a lot of purpose. Mm. There's a situation mm. going on in the NFL right now where, you know, a person is like still there. And I had to, my son asked me a question the other day. He was like, man, what do you think about this? And I'm like, listen, bro, you need me. <laughs> like, I can't speak on that. Yeah. But what I will tell you is, I enjoy picking you up from school. Mm. You're in high school right now, bro. I got two more years with you. Mm. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And you going, you getting up out my house. And if you get to my house, you getting at your mama house too, because you ain't about to sit up there and be a grown man, mm. not doing nothing, playing Xbox or PlayStation all damn day, and not doing something. Mm. So if you see me get dressed every single day, not to go work out, but to go work mm. and come back, and whether you know what I'm doing or not, it gives you understanding like, man, my pop did it, so I gotta do something. Mm. 
And I want to be there for my children to teach my daughters, you know, to protect them from men like me at one point in my life, or boys like me, not men, but boys. You telling all yourself. You dig I'm just keeping it above, <laughs> keeping it funky. You know what I'm saying? And at the end yeah. of the day, you know, I appreciate you just for sharing that because like a lot of people appreciate real shit. And well, listen, I've been I've been through it mm -hmm. and I feel like that impacts my interview style. Mm -hmm. Even when I was interviewing people who are controversial or going through controversial things, whether it be um, Antonio Brown, whether it be Adrian Peterson, Vontez Burford, Frank Clark. I mean, all the people that I've interviewed, controversy or not, I feel like, you know, they know I'm still going to ask. Right. But they also know it's going to be down the middle, it's going to be fair, and they also know I can understand and I can relate. Right. And even at times when people are doing things that uh, people perceive to be cra you know, crazy or a lot, you know, I remember my Super Bowl interview with, with A.B. and, you know, all the things that he's going through. And he has gone through a lot and it has expressed himself uh, 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 in a lot of different ways. But my feeling based on how I want to be treated and how I feel like p people perceive me is to ask, you know, but what's the why behind that? Mm -hmm. You know, why are you, you know, ex expressing yourself like that? You know, it, it comes from somewhere. And Oprah once said that a lot of times that when she does interviews, she will ask people, you know, like, what's the uh, most traumatic thing that happened to you when you were a child? Because that the answer to that one question can explain so mm -hmm. much about a person, mm -hmm. you know, at the root of anger is pain at the root of you know frustration and acting out is pain yeah. so if you can get to the pain of a person that's you know i mean before i told you that a lot of people wouldn't even have known that about me I, I two two years ago people might not have known i had just maybe 340 dollars in my bank account at one mm. point because i was just being stubborn about moving out of my spot you know what yeah. i'm saying and doing what i needed to do but at the same time i always came up because my mother is the same way and my father is the same way always said to me and and well my grandfather your name starts your last name starts with anderson so always act like you're at the front mm. but also too is you know to always dress beyond where you are mm. you see what i'm saying yeah. like i know clothes gives you and a certain identity is a way to mm -hmm. express yourself but like the other day when i was covering the uh the bills dolphins game and i was going through a lot of stuff with my production behind the scenes and i was not in a good space mentally before i did the game and i was just like whatever Camilla this designer has sent me some stuff and I was just like I didn't know if I was gonna wear it at that game but I just did it for me because I was just like you know what and and I felt so much better when I went to the game not because it's not necessarily about flossing because expressing myself has always been about how I'm feeling that day yeah and it, and it did just give me a boost or what have you right. and I remember Ron Miller came over people were like oh that's a, but it did give me a boost and 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 that's what you can give yourself even when you know, you're going through the through that nobody even knows. I don't know what you were going through before you got so here today. So to you know? this, what I did go through and a part of my morning routine, I do listen to inspirational mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. clips mm -hmm. and T.D. Jakes was in my audio. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do that for multiple reasons because I take pride in taking my children to school. Mm. I went to three different schools this morning. <laughs> uh, West oh, so Lake, you for real doing daddy daycare. Uh, oh my goodness, like real talk. <laughs> Right. I went to Westlake High School, mm. which is my alma mater. Mm. My son goes there now. Yeah. Uh, I went to Woodward Academy. Yeah. I dropped Sovereign Dior off, my daughter, and Chosen off. Boom. And then I went to the Goddard School as well, where my son Comitis is going uh, right now uh, in pre-K. 
And as I'm going through that, I play audios to get into their mind. You are great. You are impactful. You are smart. You are mm. things as a way to it's positive not affirmations. it's positive affirmation. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he said, it's like, listen, some things in life require you to be your biggest fan. Mm. Don't look for somebody else to give you to something that you. you ain't even mm -hmm. doing for yourself. Self, yeah. You know, my girl, she always says, like, I, I'm always guilty of being hard on myself. Like, damn, can you stupid as fuck? Right? That was mm -hmm. aggressive, but mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, it, it, it just, it comes out, yeah. you know, and, and it's like, oh, man, damn. You don't you realize how you're putting that in your own right. DNA. Yeah, I know And, but to me, I say, you know, I always see KD do it, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just the first thing that popped up. Like when he shoots a three or whatever, he slaps himself on the, on the behind. Mm. It's almost like a pat on your back. Yeah. And like for me too, like when I do certain things, like I'm just like, ah, oh, I give myself a hug. And for a person who doesn't know me, they'd be like, oh, he's so into himself. Oh, he's so arrogant. No, oh, he's so, yourself. yes. And you can't, and listen, you can't be afraid to let people know what you've done, mm -hmm. you know, because if, if, if anybody is going to give yourself, uh, you know, some positive <laughs> love, you know, it has to start with yourself. Uh, listen, with I don't you. have no problem. I mean, thanks, you know, for the introduction, but I don't have no problem telling you either, yeah. you know, because sometimes, you know, people act like they don't know. Correct. And, and, let's, and let's, you know, let's know what it is. But even to what you're saying just about uh, how you started off your day, you know, one of the things that I found was... Um, how, and I think was a big reason in helping my hair come back too, was just how important um, routine is. Mm. And even just the, not only the experience of it, but like someone like um, my, my co-host, uh, Morris Chestnut, he he gets up every day like around 4 a.m. and he always talks about like he's so diligent about it. And like sometimes I feel like we all get up like based on how we feel. Mm -hmm. we, we Like I'm, I do it today based on how I feel. And he always talks about how important it is to get, you know, yourself done for yourself before you do anything for anybody else. And there was a time when I was going through that for two years where I was really good, not necessarily right now because the season started, but just making sure I get up and I do, I do my yoga. And I feel so much better when I do that. And I learned how, how I mean, and we can get even deeper into this, but I, yoga would teach you, especially yin yoga and all the other stuff like that, is that how much stress even women, women carry in their pelvis section. So sometimes you might stretch out your pelvis and not realize why you're crying because you, you can learn about that stuff, how you carry trauma even in your pelvis area your how you carry ama in your brain and you and when you stretch you're not just stretching just to release my you know uh, muscle fascia but you're also releasing things that you're storing in mm. your body and it has to come and, and stretching is one way of releasing those toxins out of your body out of your mind and you know and then juicing how important juicing has become to me i can go on and on and on and on about that let's talk that. about it like, no i'm just are you in, i'm, I'm yeah. sensing that mm -hmm. Through the darkest time of your life, mm -hmm. or one of the darkest times, mm -hmm. or a time in your life, mm -hmm. you relied on diet as a way to cleanse yourself. And my mind, right. and my heart, and, and also just became educated just so much about how, like I said, there are things on this earth that are truly healing, how important it is just to start your morning off mm -hmm. with lemon water and lime water. People, you gargle your mouth, but you have to gargle your stomach. You have to clean mm -hmm. your stomach. And then, you know, from there, how gut. important, the, yes. The gut is important. Absolutely, how important, you know, celery juices. And, and I know people make fun, Victor, all these people make fun of me about that, but people don't really know that, you know, celery in and of itself is really a way to uh, push out pathogens out of your body, bacterial and viral.
I mean, and I, you know, and cucumber, cucumber juice, and how you know when you when you peel a cucumber, you don't really notice how cold a cucumber is by itself, and how cucumber can lower the temperature in your body, so you don't have inflammation and mucus and things like that, and how good it is for your skin. You know, I'm proud to be. I'm, what am I? 44. You know what I'm saying? I've been around for a long. 44? Yes, I am. You know, and I, I, I proudly take care. But I've always done that and taking care of my skin. Who who, who put mm -hmm. you on this? Is I this mean, a is this a this new Jocena? What as far as like the, like, like the attention to this herb, stuff? The, the oh yeah, I mean stuff. I wasn't all into this stuff until I lost my hair. Really, mm -hmm. when you have an autoimmune that was like a sudden onset. Um, that and I didn't know about alopecia at the time when it came out and I saw a boss spot there I was blaming the hairdresser like how you you know put a boss spot in my head take out my track and I'm uh -uh. like how in the hell yeah, 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 you know yeah, and yeah, now yeah, yeah. I mean like I would lift my hair up here and had a huge ball spot here and I, and I never thought my hair would be back here right. but anyways I mean yeah so I, I, I became into that sorry um, you know going through that experience and you know just how important you know cucumber is you know with that and and, and people don't know like a, a East Indian herb like man Angista is important to move lymph and how important lymph is. And then, like the other day, uh, one of my uh, 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 you know friends who's behind the scenes, he was showing me that he had eczema, and and I, he was getting ready to go to the dermatologist. And I was like, and, I, and I'm not poo-pooing Western medicine, but I was just like. You know, that's all about your liver. You know, what is happening on your skin is about your liver and heavy metals and, and, and viruses and bacteria that you have to clean out and that they get trapped in your skin when your lymph is backed up. So when you clean your lymph and you move your lymph and your gut is healed, then everything can exit out your body as it should and not get trapped in your skin. That's what eczema psoriasis and things like that are. The dermatoxin effect. So, like for example, when I started juicing, I read about this thing called the dermatoxin effect. It comes from Anthony Williams. You can, you know, go to his Instagram page, Medical Medium, or what have you. And he was like, you know, if you juice and you don't exercise, you might see this thing called the dermatoxin effect. You get rashes or eczema, certain things on your skin. And so when I went to the dermatologist just to see what they was gonna say, oh, you have eczema, and I was like, no, I don't. It's the dermatoxin effect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I knew I started juicing, but I wasn't exercising at the same time. Right. So if you start juicing. You don't exercise. It has nowhere. You have to do all. You got mind, to, body, and soul has to, to go together. Correct. You have to do it all together. Right. And so once I started exercising, and then I was also taking this thing called Mangisto and this other things that I was doing at the time, it cleared up on its own without doing anything. Like right, I had no, like no spots on my skin, you know, whatsoever. And I didn't put no steroid creams or put any extra mm -hmm. stuff that's gonna mess up my liver that is gonna show up as something else three right. years from now. So anyways, I can go on and on about that stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a natural researcher. Yeah. I'm a natural person that loves information. Right. So instead of, you know, doing it for you to get ready for an interview, mm -hmm. I was just doing it for myself. Yeah. I was just doing it for myself. I pre man, I like that, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. This is impact. <laughs> you about to tell me. Hey, uh, I say. <laughs> Man, order celery juice for the whole damn crew, and that's what we eat. You would see, look, yeah. you would see me on the set with a big thing. It might be like free agency. You go back and look at some of those clips. I have a tall thing of green juice on the set because mm -hmm. I knew what I was that going through. That you made. Yes. I knew I was, what I was going through at the time. My last year at ESPN, I was losing my hair, and none. Of, and while they were stressing me out over everything going on behind the scenes, right. they didn't know I was literally losing my hair right. at the same. I mean, oh my God, we could. So listen, <laughs> that's that's very wowing and impactful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I told you I gave you something. Man, you gave you, you dropped it. I'm sorry to tell you, you dropped information on mm -hmm. me and for us just mm -hmm. to be able to go back and say, damn, is she right? Mm. She was right. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, let me do this. Yeah. But even then, yeah. I, I I have to call 
uh, a lot of BS on the industry, mm. right? And it's almost like this. I feel it as minorities that companies will just do something just to say we did it. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we got somebody already. We don't need to infiltrate everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, we got one, Josina. We don't need, you know. I got one better for you. Not just to have the one as the representative of all, mm -hmm. but when something happens to those, and you know, whether it's me, whether it's Carrie Champion, whether it's Jamel Hill, mm. whether it's uh, Dan Levitard, whether it's whomever, but just to speak even in the black female category, and this is not just at my former place, but even over the path of my career, is to then just ignore or lift up under the, you know, lift, leave under the rug rather, you know, what happened by just hiring another one. Mm -hmm. Don't look at what happened over here. Right. See, it's no problem over here because we just, we did Correct. that. But so, it doesn't, so, yeah. So mm -hmm. to my point, I'm mm -hmm. saying this. Mm -hmm. Why is it mm -hmm. that even in our culture, mm -hmm. when we're taken care of, mm -hmm. we don't look to our forefathers who mm -hmm. came before us, and mm -hmm. that may be four, mm -hmm. not forefathers, but foremothers, mm -hmm. right? And also looking to say, okay, man, let me give, I'm only here because Josina was here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was only here because Michael Vick was here, Julius Col uh, 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 Randall Cunningham, Cole Pepper, uh, uh, mm -hmm. um, Vince Young, mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, shoot, everybody. Mm -hmm. Steve mm -hmm. McNair, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, Warren Moon. Warren Moon, mm -hmm. you feel me? Mm -hmm. And even to this point, it's like, I, is it a, are you proud of the women's state in the industry? Does women, real women, we all talk about women empowerment and this, that, and the third, but does women empower other women really? Well, all I can do is speak for myself. And I know, I know this, that if, for example, you know, let's say Fox wanted to hire me and it was going to impact Pam Oliver, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that job. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't do something that was going to impact her frontier and pioneer status. You know what I mean? I have, I have respect not just for what my position is, but how it impacts everybody. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? And I do feel that, I mean, in, me in particular, I have people that ask me and jump in my DMs and ask me questions all the time. And I try to, because I, I know how important it was, you know, for me, I know what it feels like to send out 200 resume tapes and not have, you know, someone respond and how that just one person might be the person to get you through that week. You know, I, I lived on the couch for four years, you know, when I was waiting for my job before I, I you know, I got to Fox in Denver and how I almost quit and went to sports psychology, mm. you know, and, and how that one person at one day can be that impact. So I try to at least be that person to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I feel like that's what's led me to become an insider because I feel like I'm good with those details with people. Right. I wish that they were all like that to me. I'm the one that's going to text you back. I'm the one that's going to call back. I try to be that for them because I, you know, I didn't get to, you know, a place like a to be a national reporter on looks or because somebody gave it to right. me. 
Or you, know, you did something for somebody. You know, you know or I, I didn't get there when I was like in my 20s. Yeah. You know, like you see some of the younger ones now getting there earlier. I mean, I got there in my early 30s. Right. You know, I've been to the Oregons, the Denvers, the Chicagos, all over the country and like really came up right. <laughs> to, you know, to, and so I understand what that feels like. And I feel like I, I carry that in the way that I talk and I manage myself or just even with other people. So to answer your question, all I, I can talk about myself and how I would want people to handle it, you know, with me. Um, and, 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 I, and I take that seriously. And I feel like when I'm in a field with people like y'all, mm -hmm. y'all can feel that energy. Yeah. And, and likewise, likewise, mm -hmm. you can feel when it's not real this and people trying to create that energy. Right. And, and oh, by the way, I see it with the ones that it's not real. Right. You know, like for me, when I'm doing the post game interview, it really is not just about the X. Tell me about the X and O's and what happened when, you know, he was yeah. doing a cover one. And it, it's not, right. you know, it's like, you know, tell me about the, the heart of what happened. Yeah. You know, like, you remember the uh, the Minneapolis miracle yeah. when Stephon Diggs, yeah. you know, and then he get, and no yeah. one expected that. And then, and then he, and Ever, I, I, I'm a meme uh, on Twitter because, and, yeah, yeah, and he was yeah. crying, you know, but that's the moment you're trying to get, you right. know, when, and I forget uh, the, the name of the two players, but I mean, they were so surprised. Uh, I think it was Robeson and, and I'm forgetting the other ones, whatever his name Everson was. Griffin. Yeah. And then they came, you remember, see, yeah. you remember that stuff. Mm -hmm. You see, you remember when they came over and they gave me a big hug and they was messing my hair and then everybody's like, oh Lord, they gonna mess up her weave on there. Right, 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 and right, right, and right, they right. got their armpits in my head and all this yeah. other stuff. But those are the moments those you try, th that's what you're trying moment. to create. Or I'm in the locker room with Tyreek Hill this past whatever, and he's doing an interview with his big sunglasses on. So I get my big Versace's on. I'm like, shoot, you gonna have yours. I'm gonna have all my shit. And yeah. we gonna do it with And I don't care, I'm, look, I'm not trying to look like your cookie cutter report. We gonna do it out. And there's some people in my DMs, mm. you know, uh, well, you know, not, not, no. But we got the moment, and it's yeah. about the moment. It's about the moment, yeah. and that's what I feel like. So, is so I'm not gonna name names on that. Sometimes I do name names. I'm not gonna do it right now. But sometimes it is too clinical. Yeah. Do, 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 and I'm like, that's not what it is. That's not what it I is. Just this, I, just, <laughs> I just said this recently, and I said I came into a league that had I was the minority. Mm. Mm. Now I'm looking at a league now, the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers are the minority. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And even just to clear this up real quick, like, mm. there's no squad. I wouldn't be who I was without Jamarcus Russell, mm -hmm. right? I don't know how he feels about me, but bruh, you know how to contact me. And I'm looking forward to you contact me because I'm going to contact you. <laughs> and as black men, we are in a position where we only feel superior, where it only could be one of us. Mm. When it needs to be all of us, mm -hmm. you dig what I'm saying? And the power in numbers, and the oh, power in goodness. supporting one another. Nobody, nobody taught me. I had yeah. Michael Vick, I had Donovan McNabb, I had all these different people that was there, but I had to learn a lot of things on my own. Mm -hmm. You feel me? And a lot of what I did was outside the box, just like how you interview outside the box. But we can keep going on and on about different <laughs> things. Man, Josina. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having and me. And as I always end every interview on Funky Friday, we're going to start with this one. Mm -hmm. This is mine. Well, yeah. this will be ours. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to this one. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to finish with that one. Okay. One finger. One pinky. One thumb. Did it. One love <laughs> with them doggone nails. I gotta get, what is that, the French tip? Is that a French tip? I, yeah, this is a French manicure. Yeah, a little angled one though. That really needs to be done, so don't get too close on it because it's like, it needs to be, I get my feeling, it's not doing really cool. <laughs> we get it, we appreciate it. Yeah! Oh, thank you, Cam. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. you. <laughs>